What's happening, weirdos? Don't worry, Val is here. Uh, this is just one of those episodes that Leela woke up uh, maybe a bit earlier than we would have liked, because I think this episode is just about an hour. Uh, we would have loved to talk with you guys more, but who, this is fun. It's a light little check-in, and I think we got pretty interesting pretty fast. <laughs> or at least I hope. I mean, I was really, really enjoying it. So even if it's short or the length of an average podcast, uh, it's still pretty, pretty great. I hope. I hope. I hope you like it. Um, yeah, we, yeah Leela has been sleeping kind of bad, which is why we couldn't record this yesterday. Uh, so we had to do it today, and this is all, all we have. Yeah. All right. All right. Your support of the show means so much. Try Kitty Poo Club if you want to show your support and a little bit of thanks for this show. And if you have a cat, like my mom has Gizmo and Baby, and we are signing her up for Kitty Poo Club. Everyone knows having a cat is amazing. Having your cat walk across your keyboard in the middle of a Zoom call, your cat sleeping on your face. I actually really do love this stuff. I am a cat person, even though we don't have a cat. But the one thing that I don't miss about having a cat is the kitty litter box. It stinks. It's messy. It's clumpy. It's PPE. It's the worst. And Kitty Poo Club has come into our lives as an all-in-one litter box solution designed to be convenient for you. Every month, Kitty Poo Club delivers an affordable, high-quality, recyclable litter box that's leak, uh, of course, leak-proof and pre-filled with the litter of your choice. It's eco-friendly, and the boxes even have a fun design for every season. Then the best part, when the month is up, you just recycle the box, and Kitty Poo Club automatically delivers you a new one. No changing used litter, and no more cleaning the box. You can customize your order based on how many cats you have, in my mom's case, two, and what type of of litter they prefer and kitty I'm, I'm assuming that they is the cats the cats are going to let you know which type of litter they prefer as as is their want and kitty poo club is a no risk guarantee as you can easily customize or cancel your order anytime right now kitty poo club is offering 20 percent off to weirdos on your first order when you set up auto ship by going to kittypooclub.com and using promo code weird just go to kittypooclub.com and enter promo code weird to get 20 percent off when you set up auto ship that's kittypooclub.com and don't forget Show your support of the show. It means a lot to us. Enter promo code WEIRD at checkout for 20% off. Also, right here on the desk, as always, is my standby, my go-to, my secret weapon for the past six, seven maybe years, Alpha Brain. It's a nootropic, helps support memory and focus. For the past six, seven years, everything I do that involves my brain, podcasting, writing, stand-up, even just having a good date conversation with Val, I will take two or three Alpha Brain 15 minutes beforehand. It is not a stimulant. It's not like caffeine. It doesn't get you jacked. It's just earth-grown ingredients that give your brain the nutrition it needs to function the way it can, the best it can. I love it. I find it helps with my creativity. It helps with my recall. It helps with my vocabulary. This is me just speaking anecdotally. See, there's the word anecdotally popping up. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) I love it. I wish I had it in school. I'm so glad I have it now. I've turned so many of my creative friends onto it. Uh, So if you are doing anything, chances are you are, that involves creativity or your brain, I swear by Alpha Brain. And the best way to see if it works for you is to give it a try. Go to Onnit, O-N-N. 
N-I-T.com slash weird, and you will automatically get 10% off all of the products that you see on that landing page. That's onit.com slash weird, and show your support of this podcast. Last but not least, our newest Pete's pick, the perfect jean, which is actually crumpled on the floor next to me because they were locked in this office and I couldn't get them. And I had to put on my old pair of jeans, just regular jeans, and I hated it. I hate hard pants. I hated putting these on. I'm sorry. I'm looking right at them. This feels impolite to say in their presence. But I hate hard pants. They just didn't pull up nice. They don't feel nice. They don't bend. They don't give at all, which can be so uncomfortable, especially in the crevasses. The crevasses where my most important parts can be. Not most important. You know what I'm saying. Enter the perfect jean to fix this problem. It's a great look. Val says they're my favorite jeans, uh, her favorite jeans of mine. They fit amazing. They're super soft. They're super flexible. And they look so good. No one needs to know that they have uh, rayon. They have spandex. Just a little bit sewn in. Wonderful craftsmanship, wonderful design. They are the best pants I've ever owned. This is the first time I've taken them off since they've arrived months ago. I don't sleep in them. I do nap in them. But you could sleep all night in them. You'd have no problem with that. They are so soft, but they look so good. The jean stretches so your nuts ain't crushed, thereby providing the only true home for your bone. I didn't write that, but I love it. They're super soft. They're specialized washing, uh, so your jeans feel literally as soft as a baby's butt. You might even forget you're wearing pants. Constructed utilizing the highest quality materials and sewing techniques to provide you with a product that is built to last. I can attest to that. They are very, very high quality. And best of all, they're not khakis. Fuck your khakis, kid, and spare your nuts. The perfect gene for the perfectly imperfect man. Just 60 bucks. That's a good deal, no matter if, even if they weren't super soft, amazing wonder jeans. 60 bucks when you use promo code WEIRDO at checkout. So liberate your lower limbs with the one and only perfect jean, whether you're working with lemons and lentils, a three-leaf clover, or a big old honking eggplant. The perfect jean has you covered. Take a peek. www.theperfectgene.nyc. That's theperfectgene.nyc. Code WEIRDO at checkout for 25% off. Yes, please show your support of the show. It means so much. Get yourself some perfect jeans, take some alpha brain, and then never have to clean up your kitty poo box again with Kitty Poo Club. Boom. Boom. Means a lot that you guys are here. Sorry it was a a day, uh, well, a little bit late in the day. Um, It's so fun to sit down with you guys again and for Val and I to have an excuse to steal away and chat. We love it. We love sharing it with you. Thanks for being here. Get into it. I believe I can fly. I believe I can testify. Testify. Think about him every night and day. How he washed my sins away. You know that... That was my gospel choir. Oh, wow. Like, that song is already pretty spiritual, I think you could say. Well, <laughs> no. I think R. Kelly just believed he could fly. <laughs> yeah, God, what an asshole! He's the worst. No, I know. Um, my mom always <coughs> wanted me to sing Excuse that me. song for um, my talent show. I did it three years in a row. The first year, you sang it. No, I didn't ever sing that song. My mom always wanted me to sing that song, and I don't know why I didn't. She liked it. 
She liked she's she liked how my voice sounded when I sang it. <laughs> but I was like third, fourth grade. <laughs> That's funny. I remember so certain people have certain songs that sound really good when they sing them. Uh-huh. And I think that's like kind of like a weird little secret. That's true. Like that I have, never gets talked about, but it's definitely true. I, I don't want to be, you know, too stereotypical, but I feel like maybe girl women have a more open space to be like, what's your song? I, I never necessarily with Ern or Tommy would be like, what's the song that's just exactly your range? Yes. And I remember being in high school and I stopped. <laughs> I remember being in high school. Good for you, buddy. I, I just, but then I look out the window for 45 minutes. <laughs> We've never really talked about your high school experience. Let's talk about that. But yeah. in high school, this amazing guy who I'm, I'm still so, so dumb. <laughs> this amazing but, guy who I'm still in love with. <laughs> well, I mean, I actually remember saying his name is Jed, Jed Berger. Jed Berger. Oh, if you think Look, I, if you don't want to tell us his uh, real name. Isn't that a great bit? I'm yeah, so glad he used that. Thank yeah. you. No, that really makes me feel yeah, happy. Yeah. If you don't want to tell us... I, it works better when you meet someone named Jed Berger and you go, if you don't want to tell me your real name, don't make up a stupid <laughs> one. You don't say that. That's too judgmental. Jed Berger's a great name. I've written many scripts. Uh, the one I told you about, the VR one, that the guy's name oh, is yeah. Jed Berger. Oh, whoa. Because it's just a great name, B-E-R-G-E-R. Wow. But he was at, like, I think he was our class president, whatever that meant, but just, like, a real full-of-life guy Mm -hmm. and was one of the first men that I said indirectly, I love you. But what I didn't say, I I love you. I said, you're easy to love. Oh, that's so cute. That was the safe 16-year-old way but like he was were you in love with him no 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 i just mean everyone loved him oh yeah he like hosted our band night dressed as santa claus like he it's a jewish name but (laughs) i don't know i threw that out but like he he was he was the embodiment of a guy dressed as santa claus oh even even though the hanukkah is also rocking too (laughs) ronica hanukkah rock nope fraggle rock we're trying our best. We're doing our best. But he, everybody loved it. He was like, he was popular, but like, he was popular for being... Legit cool. But legit cool, almost like a grown-up cool. Yeah. Because he was like even and mm. kind mm. And, and funny without... Like, I I guess it did matter to me. And when I was a senior, I, I tied for most outgoing. They did the like... Mm-hmm. And that was... I took that to mean, oh, like the funniest. I hope that means the funniest. We didn't call it the funniest, but me and the other kid, Chris, <laughs> were both very funny. And I was like, oh, I think that's code for the funniest in that. But didn't you have a class clown category? I think maybe that was looked down upon, like oh. calling someone a clown. You fucking clown. This is how your confidence works, and it makes me so happy. Yeah, it's true. I, I, no, I don't. I You've mean caught that, me in the searchlight of who I am. No, I'm, I'm saying, like, to anybody who really, I think something that people really admire about you is, like, your self-love, and certainly your confidence is, is to be attributed to your success. But there is a certain reality distortion. But not necessarily. It's like... That always has a negative context. Like, I don't notice people grieving or mad at me. I don't think it's a reality distortion. I I spin it. 
Yeah, I think everything is our perception anyway. So you might as well perceive it in a way that's helpful to you. Yes, and to be like, well, what I really want is is funniest. Uh, but I got most outgoing. So that probably means funniness, funniest. And I didn't get class clown. Like, if you had gotten class clown, you'd be like, I'm a clown. Who doesn't love a clown? Yeah. And, I, and I'm like, there is no class clown. It's probably because clown is, like, bad. But they, it's like Dory in Finding Dory. Is she like that? Just kind of will take things. Remember when they're like, I don't want you to be at it. I don't want you to come with me. And she's like, you want me to be the TA. Like, yes. she'll just sort of spin you it. I like that. That's so, I love it. I think it's a great quality. Well, that's very sweet. But I'm pretty sure Jed probably just won what, and everybody would have loved it. Prom King or, or mm. whatever. And why did he come up? Um, I mentioned the uh, talent show. And then I think that's when you started. Oh, so Jed. Okay. So this speaks to sort of how cool he was. There was another girl in my high school, Alyssa Roeder. The reason I say I'm still in touch with these people is because I still see them on Facebook. So it's an artificial in touch. Yeah. But they get more clicks than the others. I like to check in on Windia and Lawrence Randolph. Like there are certain people that are in my feed because I click on them and, and I see Alyssa and I see Jed. Mm-hmm. And anyway, Al- Alyssa was a singer uh, and she would sing like the a- acapella was so big mm-hmm. in my high school. Ern was in the acapella. My friend Jack Hamilton. This is just name check city. But like it was at a time we had a thing called um, singing Valentines. Mm-hmm. Oh, we had that too. You did? In high school. Yeah. Where the class would be interrupted uh-huh. by an acapella group. Uh-huh. By th- limited edition. Who? Not. Isn't that a real band? I don't know. But limited edition was our, like, it was like the highest. That's where the best singers did it. I don't think it was an acapella group strictly. But it was like the select. So we had like our regular choir, which pretty much anyone could join. And then limited, limited edition, edition was like the small group. And um, it, it sounds not very B, uh, boys to men, BBBD, <laughs> limited edition, East Coast family. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's like almost too cool to live up to. I'm in limited edition. Oh, yeah. And it was very cool. They were really good. And it wasn't while I was there because she's a little older than me. But the most famous member of limited edition at Eureka High School, Sarah Bareilles. Sarah Bareilles. Yeah. I don't know who that is. You don't know Sarah Bareilles? Yes, you do. You, I know her because you're always saying Sarah Bareilles. You would know all of her songs. She's so... Oh, is she? Like, I believe I can fly. <laughs> oh, my God. I bet I do. <laughs> you know, is she... I know. She, she, is she Regina Spector? <laughs> oh, my God. This is terrible. 100% you, JK. Sarah Bareilles is supremely cool. I hope she doesn't listen to this podcast. So is this one of those people that, that is that is... No, that's the Antonoffs. I was like, yeah, Jack right. Antonoff <laughs> and her and Rachel sister, Antonoff. Rachel Antonoff, who I met at Melania's wedding, who I had a, a lovely time uh, at her with, table and yeah. we danced. It was fun. And I was like, you dance with Rachel Antonoff. Yeah. And I, again, this is, this is sort of that like, uh, spin thing. Mm-hmm. I go, she probably liked that. I didn't know who she was yeah. or what she was about. She probably, she had probably had no idea who I was or what I was about, Yeah, but we had a really fun time. Sarah Bareilles is, uh, I'm going to write you a love song because you asked for I'm not going to write you a love song. That's <laughs> yeah. my song that's in my perfect pitch. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm not going to write <laughs> Oh, my terrible. God. Oh. And she also did, um, you know, a million other songs that you would love. Uh, like, I want to see you be brave. Say what you want to say. 
And never. Let the word, no? Never. Okay, well, shh. But I know I want to write you a little And song. you know. I'm not going to write you. It's not simple to say. Most days I don't recognize me. It's the song that I always play and sing on the piano. Yeah, that's how I know her. It's from Waitress. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. No, that song makes me cry every she's, single time. She's one of the best songwriters of our time. Well, look, we can live in shame. <laughs> I'm or not we shaming can just you. Say I don't. I didn't know who Sarah Bareilles was. That's okay. We're not. Sh- I'm not shaming you. I'm just saying you should get on this train because there's. It really pays out. Mulaney beat me to it. Not that I look at it that way, but I was going to do a stand-up bit that he ended up doing brilliantly as an SNL sketch mm. where you know celebrities' names, but you don't know like your girlfriend's friend's yeah. friend's name, yeah. even though you've met her 50 times. And I always wanted to take it from the compassion, well, not, not that that's not compassionate, but I wanted to be like, give me a break if I forgot someone's name. Mm. And then I just the bit would be just naming how many people we all know. Mm. So you go like... Tom Cruise, Jason Statham, <laughs> Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, you know, Robert Downey Jr., George Clooney, Sarah Jessica Parker, Lena, De- Lena Dunham. Like, the joke would be, every time I say one of those names, Harrison Ford, you picture them. Yeah. So you have, this was a burden that we never had. Yeah. The Puritans didn't knew their people in Puritan, in Salem Village. <laughs> yeah. They didn't know... They didn't have to know 10,000. I mean, how and many do you think it is? His name was Goody. So. Goody Bishop. Goody Duncan. Goody. They were all John. Goody Tushu. It was a lot of John. Goody was sort of like Mr. I'm yeah, not, I'm I, not, I know you. No, know I knew that. I, know, I was you know, making I, I wasn't. That wasn't I in the spirit the of crucible. I understand. That wasn't in the spirit of correction. Oh my God. <laughs> this is, however. No, I'm just kidding. Um, we uh, have a couple irons in the what, fire. We're talking I think about. the most important one is what was your song? Well, Jed said about Alyssa, she was singing, I can see you, brown skin shining in the sun. You know that song. After eternal (laughs) summer is gone. Oh, yeah. I saw a dead head sticking on a Cadillac. I can see you. Yeah, see? Okay, so that's the note that gets all the girls to the yard. (laughs) That's the milkshake note. I know you just sounded lovely singing it. It's no, like, I didn't. It's like I high didn't. enough, but not too high. It's not, I'm not going to write. Or as Seth Meyers said, it's not take me out. It's not that me. It's too high. <laughs> it's just, I can't see you. It's Everyone higher likes it. It's high. I can see you. But, okay, we'll pitch it down right. and we'll start. <laughs> oh, so dead heads are gone. I can see you. But it's a good note. It's, it's, yes. it's the same note for, I can't see you. It's like, it's the same note. And then, a half drop. I so it's fun to sing is all I'm saying. Sure. And let me finish this because it's going to drive some people crazy. Not me, not you, and not either of us. There are still some people wondering what I sang for, for my talent show. <laughs> if I was one of them, would get to it. J.K. Simmons! <laughs> Jed. Okay, we're 17. It's band night. I'm covering Rancid with Urn. <laughs> and then Alyssa Roder gets up and sings that song, Eternal Summer. And he leans over to me, which was a big deal because he was cool. And I, I didn't I didn't feel I'm not saying that because it's cool to not be cool. I just sort of felt like a fart in a tennis shoe. Aww. Not in a bad way. <laughs> like deep, deep, deep down. Outside I was like, hey, but deep, deep, deep down I was like, why is he talking to this fart in a tennis shoe? And he said, Doesn't this sound like a grown-up? He goes, that's it. That's her perfect range right there. And I was Jed like, Berger, Jed, who are you? You 
you angel. That's, what is your song? What was your song? Well, well, I was just going to say it's more than just uh, a range because you can do any song in any key. But like some songs, I don't. I think it has more to do with like mouth shapes and sounds. Like I don't know, or like a tone. Like we have a celebrity friend. I won't name her, just in case. I think this isn't an embarrassing story. I think this is an awesome story, but just in case, because it was like friend. a private thing. Who told us that the only song she sounds good singing is? Sunday morning, rain is falling. That Maroon 5 song? Mm -hmm. Do you remember who this was? I have a guess. We don't have a lot of celebrity friends. Yeah, (laughs) so that's true. Um, That's not bad. And she did sound great singing it. Uh, but so, but the, but I was like, yeah, that's one of those songs that that y- anybody could like, kind of. Sunday morning, you know what? It, it's like summertime. <laughs> There's just me and the living's easy. I really, Mama said, Daddy. <laughs> we like songs that have the extremes. Sorry, go ahead. No, I love it. It's it's also like anybody sounds good going. No, no, that was a tangent. It was like, we like songs like Summertime and The Living's Easy, like that have the range. Yeah. And so does Mama Said Baby Does. Like it goes down, it starts high and goes down. Yeah. But was it Rachel Ray? I don't think you're yeah. saying a bad thing. I, I wasn't saying a bad you thing. You just don't just... want to be name dropping. I think Rachel yeah. Ray was on Crashing and, and we became friends. Yeah. And I know that's fancy. <laughs> and she's lovely. Her and her husband, uh, John, are incredible people. She's great. Yeah. Very generous and meaning like cooking and having you over. And they're like uh, hosts. They're like what you would want them to be. They're like hosts, great yeah. hosts. You like, back, I was drinking at the time, would drink a lot and listen to records. I was like, this is a real. Mm-hmm. New Yorker short story. It was incredible. Yeah, it and was they really loved you. Wonderful. And that is the ultimate test. It's really sweet. I've met a lot of fancy pantses, but then you introduce them to Val, and if they don't if they don't land on the surface of your moon, I'm just like it's it's not a it, okay, I'm gonna say it is a bad thing. For me. <laughs> yeah. If I'm like if you just go like, oh, and, and there's too. also <laughs> this woman, but if they go as Rachel and John did, oh Pete's fine, but this is where it's at which is exactly what they did. Mm-hmm. And that's not to put myself down, but they were like, this is the person. Yeah. Um, then I'm like, okay, now you're my people. I like you guys. And, and frankly, one of the things that was great about them is I never felt like I had to be anything other than a guy eating linguine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they were, they're really great. Some of the most generous people I, I've ever known. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I don't know exactly. There is maybe somebody out there knows what it is, but like there are specific songs that just like people are m- more likely to sound good singing. Yeah, and it's not just key. Although I'm sure there are keys I, that it's like most people are in this range or something. Well, some songs are so beautiful they really help you. Yeah. That's not exactly. the case with my song. I want to hear what your song is. Mine is from the Can't Hardly Wait soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And I was playing it yesterday on the guitar to Leela because mm-hmm. she gets very, she's very funny. She'll go, no! She, like, she yells at me when I play the guitar. And I started playing the song. It was one of my college songs and it's called Umbrella. And I really like singing it. It's really easy to sing. But it has this like, did you like those flowers I sent? It's like really sad. <laughs> All the things I liked in high, in high school, college, even beyond were very sad movies. Of course. I've moved into a time in my life where like I'm just not, 
I know this is a tangent, but I was watching Barney's version, which is a really good Paul Giamatti movie that that was sort of arty and maybe slipped under the radar. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's not as big as other movies. And I was watching it, and it's about a guy who's, like, constantly drinking and smoking cigars and, like, yeah. fucking up, and women are leaving, and he's blowing it. Like, it's just one of these characters that just keeps blowing it. Like, the wrestler, it's like, I'll be at my daughter's basketball game, and then he gets drunk. Yeah. It's like one of those movies. Uh-huh. And I'm watching it, and I'm like, I'm enjoying this, don't get me wrong. But there was a time when I would watch these, and I say it with love, but, like, sort of sad sack stories, mm-hmm. where it's like, you know he's going to... Oh, don't do the thing. Don't do the thing. Like, don't get drunk before the big date. And he does. And and then it's just sort of like you suffer. And that's the enjoyment. And I was watching and I was like, man, when I was a younger person, I had so much more macabre. Macabre. I just wanted to watch that. And now I'm like, you and I were looking for a movie to watch last night. Yeah. And we watched Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Which was great. But I was like, let's watch something silly. That that sort of like left. And like we were going, system. yeah, we were going through the movies uh, on iTunes, or on yeah, iTunes maybe. And I was like, all there are two comedies. It was that and Buddy Games, and like every other movie was like so dark and seemed yep. like such a downer. Yeah. We even watched a trailer for like a romantic movie and we're like, this is sweet. And then it takes a turn and the guy starts like gets, dying. Yeah. It gets like brain cancer and you're just like, I like life is so sad. I guess this is why we're watching hot shots and like naked yeah. gun and not movies like that. Yeah. I guess some people watch or sometimes I, I think we're all like this, but sometimes you're watching to like escape into a happier place, and sometimes you're watching for solidarity. I, and that was what I was doing as a young man. Yeah. When I look back, there was all of this undiagnosed darkness, and darkness is such a judgmental term. That's why I like macabre. I like um, shadow. Yeah. It was just like if if it was put on you to be a really sweet kid, because you were a sweet kid as you were. Yeah. And then people were like, "This is what we like about you. We like it that you're sweet." Yeah. And then you're like, "Yeah, but there's like this weight to existence." And if you don't have a safe relationship or a safe inner world where you can look at your shadow, yeah, I think that would draw me. Yeah. Like I remember playing even video games. I was mad at my dad, and this is such a good lesson. You can't. I can't even remember why. Mm-hmm. It was like it, maybe it was the there was some investment thing that we sort of crossed lines when I was a young man, and I was so mad at him. And I found myself playing a video game instead of like and and, and massacring. It was one of those open world games where you can just uh, you know get the guy that you're supposed to get, mm-hmm. go kill the evil Caesar or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm like everyone's dying. I'm getting yeah. every guard, and it really occurred to me. As I was playing, I was like, this is how I'm processing these feelings. Wow. And I'm not saying that's... that's yes. But I'm not saying it's bad or good. I'm saying there's a better way, which is to just look at them and yeah. just talk about them. Yeah. But I think a lot of us... I think people watch... I tried to watch John Wick the other day just because you were at it with, the, with Lee. And I was like, I'm going to watch something like hyper-masculine, for lack mm-hmm. of a better word, phrase. And I was like... I think people are watching this to like exercise mm. their their rage. I know that sounds so obvious, but like I don't know. Yeah. I think people are just like it's awesome the way he goes around. I'm like he's fighting his issues. 
You don't care that he's killing the same stunt guy 17 times in the same movie because, yeah. you know, they obscure their faces or whatever. You care that he's fighting his issues. He's yeah. facing his fears. And mm-hmm. we want the same type of um, clean cut, get this out of the way, get this out, get that thought. He might as well be shooting thoughts. He might yeah. as well be shooting feelings. And we watch that and be like, imagine if I could go through life so calm and shoot my bad feelings, which in this movie are represented by villains. Yeah. Um, but I turned it off, and it's not because it's because the alternative is again to compliment you having a safe place where I can just or friends mm-hmm. called uh, Neil Brennan. The these Berbiglia. These are the people I can call and just be like, "Geez, I'm I'm sort of mad at my dad." Instead of yeah. putting the makeup on the on the pig um. and being like, "Everything's fine. Don't open that can of worms." Yeah, open the worms. It's just worms. It's just it's, worms. And find friends that say it's just worms. Mm-hmm. And that's why I don't I don't need those movies in the same way that I used to need them. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I also think there is like a sense of of. It, you're getting it done vicariously through them. Like you, like if you're watching him face his fears or, or suffer, he's doing it for you. He's doing it for you. You feel there's some part of you that feels like you've, you've done it then. Oh, or it's like, it really is like how Leela will ask for something that she knows she can't have when she needs to let a big cry out. Uh, we will watch something to make like, cause something in us, our bodies, our wise healer like knows that we need to release something. Yes. And if we're not going to just directly look at it, it's like, okay, well then cry over this dog that just died or whatever. Right. It's like, why am I, which it's is what we always ask ourselves whenever we're having a strong emotional response. It's always like, why am I so upset at this? And then mm. what the, the real goal is so that we ourselves can go, Pete, it's because you didn't get that thing you wanted or because someone was mean to you or you're worried about this family member or whatever it might be. Yeah. And I guess what I'm offering, what we're offering is it's not as hard as it sounds and it's not as scary as it sounds. Yeah. And the next level of that, I think that I'm learning is even being like, I don't know. There's a lot of reasons why you could be feeling this way. Right. Sometimes you don't know because it's epigenetic, it's in the collective consciousness. Right. I don't even it's, think it's about knowing, it's about knowing that it's not the thing. Yes. <laughs> you can just yeah. go, it's not this. Yeah, because you can, like we talked about in the last episode, get really stuck or even like addicted to analyzing why you feel a certain way and and then even use that as an avoidance, to, of like a, a way to avoid actually feeling the thing. Right. I was taking Lee on her nap drive today and I, I haven't eaten today and I was I was just sort of I had a little bit of coffee and I was just a little jacked and I knew there was a real risk mm-hmm. of like getting grumpy inside. Yeah. And what calmed me down and I know it's so trite, but you just go like the way you feel right now, and I'm saying this to everyone listening and I'm saying this to myself, the way you feel right now is how you feel about your life. Like the only opportunity you have to feel the way you want to feel about your life is right now. Mm. So I remembered that. I was like, so if I'm spending my time going like, oh, I could, I might, I might get angry. I might get angry. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's not a, that's not my favorite way to feel. It's like I said to Bird Talker, if you want relief, find the, we said, if you want relief, find the part of you that is relief. And like, if you want, like you are a superstore of all the different feelings and it's not denial 
we just mm-hmm. said we want to we want to look at our worms, mm-hmm. but then like in a situation where I'm a bit stuck, I'm in a car, could go sideways. Um, I'm going to go like let's just say there there even when I'm in despair, there might be a part of me that feels pretty good. Let's just lean into that, and yeah. and the way to do that is to just go, as I always say. I'm just sitting in a chair. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm just sitting in a chair. Like yeah. I'm driving, but I'm sitting in a chair. Like what? What? Yeah. What's the problem? Mm-hmm. But the the puppet show in your brain mm-hmm. is dragging you through all the awkward feelings of high school and a heartbreak and the mm-hmm. time you lost your job and and the fear of your mortality and it's and it's really begging you for your attention. Yeah. And you can go like, "Wait, What's, and I'm sitting in a chair right now. I'm just sitting in a chair. Yeah. And if you can clear the brain and clear the thoughts, John Wick them a little bit mm-hmm. and get a nice blank slate, you go like, not only is everything fine, everything is sort of inside of me and part of me and I'm at home. Yeah. I, and I think noticing, I mean... And more like noticing the thoughts than like clearing because you can't really clear your mind, but like you can notice them and let them go and then refocus it on whatever that thing is, like that feeling that you want to feel. Like you said, I just read this thing on Instagram. Um, I follow, it's called somatic experiencing. It's a really great Instagram, um, follow. And they talk a lot about somatic stuff and trauma and, um, and one of the, recommendations I saw for like how to kind of ground and nurture yourself if you're having a traumatic reaction is to notice a place notice the like a place in your body that feels tension like where you're feeling the kind of negative feeling and then notice a part of you that feels ease and then oscillate between the two mm. tension and ease and tension and ease which is was so interesting and i i didn't read any i mean there was no further information on it but it makes sense to me because uh you know you could just be like well then just focus on the ease and then you'll feel at ease but then that there that's kind of neglecting the it's tension it's not honoring the tension yeah. and what that exercise would do would not only um, show you that you have like a sense of agency, you know, you can choose to go between the two, but it also points to the greater truth, which is all of those things are inside of you at all times. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like that Muji thing that we like to quote where you're like, you know, he talks about like having a blah day and it's like, really, you just have a blah moment and then you kidnap it and you label the whole day that. Right. And it is the same. It's the same with anxiety. It's like, I'll wake up with anxiety and I'm like, well, I'm just going to be anxious today. It's like, well, what, why? What else is in there? Yeah. You're focusing on one thing. What else is in there? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was, I was thinking about that recently, which is the idea that we've made the concept of God so clear cut. Like I believe in God and there's a God and then you kind of file it away next to like, I own a car, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. it's just like easy. Mm -hmm. And I was like, we all know it's more mysterious than that. Because we're more mysterious than that. Yeah. Like saying, I am Pete, I am a human male yeah. in America, is not it. Yeah. It's like, what, what Pete? There's so much dark purple swirl in here. Yes. <laughs> and any clean answer isn't the answer because there's no clean answer for me. Yeah. Forget metaphysics. Forget the divine. Just be like, this whole thing, not even out there, in here 
is so not black and white yeah. that I know that when something is black and white, I go, this is either just an introductory to the topic and we can move deeper later, yeah. but I know it's not even close to the full answer as if we could have a full answer. Yeah, it's it's unnatural. It's unnatural. <laughs> There's nothing. Show me, and isn't that the Buddhist point? He's like, what are you talking about? What are you going around acting like the mug isn't broken? The mug is already broken. Everything mm-hmm. is transitory. Everything is illusory. Mm-hmm. So like, but we go around reassuring ourselves that the world is real, that roles are real, that money is real, that status is real and all that stuff. When really it's just sort of, sort of like way more mysterious than that. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you. What was your song? Oh, I don't really know. Well, oh, I was going to say I totally agree with um, this, the like sad thing. I was really, this is what I was, what I thought of is like, I don't know what song I was like, that's perfect for me. I know I've, I've felt that way about songs before. In general, I feel that way about folk music. I can like sing folk music and I think it's maybe because it's more simple, it's like always easy to find the harmony mm-hmm. and like, uh, yeah, I just like my voice the best. I think when it, I can find my most natural voice when I'm singing that, but uh, I remember listening. I was very into Damien Rice, mm-hmm. so because I liked sad music. Did you ever listen to Damien Rice? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's you, one of those. It's another Julian of Norwich. What was the woman you said earlier? <laughs> Sarah Bareilles. Sarah Bareilles. You just broke my heart a little bit. The way, like, I feel like I had bullied you about Sarah Bareilles. No, you no, no. Admit that you didn't. It's know. not you. It's that people are listening, being like, "How does he not know Damien Rice?" Oh, that's okay. You would probably know the song um, "Blower's Daughter." I can't take my eyes off of yeah, you. Yeah, sure. Okay. And then they had another one called Volcano, and it was him and a woman named Lisa Hannigan, who I think is a solo artist now, but she's so great. And that was the first person I could I could do a really good impression of. Yeah. And it's that type of, like, girl voice that's very, I mean, like, it informed, I think, you know, like, I'm sure Phoebe Bridgers probably listened to Lisa Hannigan and... Um, and Billie Eilish, and, you know, like, it's that type of voice. Um, it's an affected voice. Yeah. I mean, it's not Phoebe Bridgers, I I don't, I'm not saying that those women, like, are put in, doing an effect on their voice, but it is kind of like, but they we're, are. All, we're all kind of, yeah. But they are. So I, Not a, not a heavy, uh, Billie is certainly more than, remember we talked about that, Phoebe Bridgers and I talked about that. Yeah. And then when I listened to her since, I was like, she is. It's just not over the line where you have to say I'm putting an effect on your voice in the same way that I am when I'm like, did you like, you know, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's me doing an impression of a, of a sing of singing. Yeah. Singing is putting an effect on your voice. Yeah. I'm not I, saying she's putting on like a full persona or whatever. Yeah. I totally agree. So here, do you want to hear my impression? Yeah. <laughs> it's embarrassing, but I'm volunteering for it. I don't know if I can still do it. And obviously I can't do it as good as her. Okay, here we go. <laughs> uh, so this is from Volcano. <laughs> don't throw yourself around. Wow. 
in front of me. <laughs> so it's like CPR mouth. It's like you're giving someone CPR, but then you break away from their lips and you're like, it's like very, it also Breathy. sounds like you're holding a candelabra. Yeah. It's like, I mean, that I did an extra kind of spooky and exaggerated, but like. Yeah, but do the girl from uh, Head in the Heart. Rivers and roads. (laughs) Rivers and roads. Rivers and roads. Yeah. (laughs) Rivers till I meet you. It's such an interesting (laughs) thing because, like, if somebody puts paint on a canvas and they sort of swirl it in in a Van Gogh way, we're not like, well, he's affecting the paint. (laughs) But we take such, it's an ego issue with this is my voice. When I know this is not my voice, I could show you how my voice has changed. We could watch a video of me doing stand-up in 2003, and I'd be like, that's a different voice. Yeah. But, like, that threatens everything, and we're sort of back to everything being illusory. Right. It's like, even my voice was affected by my friends, by other comedians, I like, and then the stage voice changes, and then my real voice I'd like to think this is my real voice but even the way I'm alternating pitches and like where did I learn that I learned that from somebody oh yeah Leela will quote like what's the word it's not dialect but it's like uh like intonation she'll she'll talk like us like she's a how did she learn to go come on yeah like she knows the musicality of how we speak right and then I've loved that point. It's like, yeah, your speaking voice changes right, based on if you're talking to your parents or your friends or the dog or, you know. But it threatens us. Yeah, it's because we're we're tied to that our identity. And I think it just goes back to almost like caveman times where it's like, I want to know when I hear that, that it's you. Mm. And if you sound different, it's like the talented Mr. Ripley. You can do all these different voices and you're sort of like, well, you're shifty. Yeah. It's sort of my point about actors. I'm like, it's weird that we love actors because if somebody in your office just started crying crying and saying that they lost their dog and then they stopped and they were like, I'm just kidding. I was acting. Oh, oh. that's my baby. Maybe you can rock her. Uh, I could try. I it mean, sounds like she might be awake. It's been like an hour. And this um, might be the shortest podcast we've ever done. I'll bring her in. Okay. Sorry guys. We couldn't do this podcast yesterday because Leela's just straight didn't take a nap. And then today she took a very short nap. And uh, because of um, the pandemic, it's really hard for us to get help, a babysitter. So this may be a short one, which stinks because we were cooking. Hey, while Val's gone, I'll tell you a theory. I was watching Aladdin with Leela. And I was like, isn't it weird? Uh, a genie in a lamp. A genie's in a lamp. But I was like, we're all genies in lamps. We're all spirit or consciousness inside of a lamp. Infinite power, itty bitty living space, which is what the genie says. It's like the, the Beatles say, we all live in a yellow submarine. Yellow submarine is your body, and we live inside of it. Hi, Bubba. <laughs> Hi, my love. <laughs> Hi, Bubba. Oh, you woke oh, up. Are you, are you awake now? Did you have a good nap? Here, maybe I can put something on for her. You want to watch something on the phone? Oh, don't touch that. That'll stop. The American podcast. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. You're so strong. We love that she says don't touch me. That's a really great thing for your child to learn. Mama's going to show you some pictures here. Here. What do you think of this? (gasps) Hey, na 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 She hates it. She hates it. (laughs) Can you watch uh, Frozen on on the phone? Yeah. There you go. (laughs) I was just saying that I was watching... Oh, 
I don't think we're going to be able to get this point out. She does, no. She's not going to like it if we're talking. Let's just try. <laughs> okay, we'll go inside, Bubba. We'll go inside. Sorry, you guys. guys sorry we're this Karen. is such a short one, but I think we did hit some good points. I think so, too. I'm, I'm right here, Bubba. I got you. Somebody asked they wanted to know what our first CD we bought was. That was a question I got. Oh, I love that. Um, I think the first CD I bought or, like, specifically asked for for Christmas... Uh, I think he said without your parents, like you bought. But go ahead. Well, I yeah, I might have. I bought, didn't mean to stop you. It sounded interesting. The first thing that came to mind was uh, the oldest CD. I think was um, Hanson, Hanson's first album. Mbop. Mbop. Was it yeah. called Mbop? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Mm-bop. Oh no, <laughs> I feel like it was called something no to nowhere, like Return to Nowhere or. Something like that. The first single I bought, I listened to with Lila, we had a dance party the other day, was Dino, I Like It. And they made me sing it in the Newberry Comics in Burlington, because I didn't know the name of the song, and they said, how does it go? And I was so embarrassed, so we're full circle, and I stood there, I can remember where I was standing, and I went, that's the way it has to be, because that's the way I like it. Oh my god. Okay, let's go let's color, color on, on the paper. paper. Um, thank you guys. Sorry. Yeah, um, we'll do an extra long one next week. We will. But what was it? This had to be 45 minutes? Yeah. Um, keep, keep it, it crispy. crispy. Can you say crispy? It's not a good time. so crispy. My ice make you want to get me. so crispy. so crispy.